you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Spectrum One is a big deal. You get Spectrum Internet with the most reliable internet speeds, free advanced Wi-Fi for enhanced security and privacy, and a free Spectrum Mobile Unlimited line with nationwide 5G included, all while saving big. For the big speed, big reliability, and big savings you want, get Spectrum One. Just $49.99 a month for 12 months. Visit spectrum.com slash big deal for full details. Offer subject to change. Valid for qualified residential customers only. Service not available in all areas. Restrictions apply. What is up? Welcome to another edition of the NFL Fantasy Football Podcast. It's me, your man, MG Marcus Grant, socially distancing away from the Fantasy Hall of Famer, Michael Fabiano. Uh, I don't I don't have any clever intro. I mean, let's I guess happy Memorial Day. I, I shouldn't say happy I know, right? not even happy Memorial Day, but Memorial Day weekend has come and gone. Mm-hmm. Uh, before we started, Eddie asked me how my Memorial Day weekend was in quarantine. I said it's pretty much like every other weekend has been <laughs> in quarantine. Basically. Uh, yeah, I don't I don't uh, I got nothing on that right now. So, yeah, I mean, at least we're seeing some positivity, right? Like True. The, the states of New York and New Jersey have uh, opened things up so teams can get into the facility into the facilities. And that's a positive. Um, Charles Barkley was talking about how there's 100 percent going to be basketball. Maybe he. Wasn't supposed to does say mean, that. I'm not sure. Does he mean like ever or like this year? <laughs> no, so like, no, they're going to pick things up, I would guess. So that's at least we're moving in a direction where we're getting closer to having sports back. And we had the match over the weekend, which was fun to watch from basically Tom Brady 
holding out that shot, splitting his pants, talking trash with Barkley. So it was a lot of fun. Yeah, I heard Tom. We're uh, we're getting closer. I didn't watch any of it, but I heard Tom sort of looked like a regular guy out there, right? Like he 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 lost a whole bunch of balls. He you know a lot of things didn't go right. Mm -hmm. Um, So I yeah, like I said, I didn't watch it, but it sounds like Tom Brady is human, and and he at least when it comes to golf. Uh, yes. he's like a yeah. he's like a regular person. <laughs> yes, exactly. So, yep. So that's cool. Um, last week we started kind of a deeper dive positionally into quarterbacks and running backs. This week we'll finish out the set. We'll got wide receivers today. We'll have tight ends on Thursday, and uh, you know it'll look the same kind of guys who are overrated, underrated, uh, that sort of thing. We'll get into all of that and more. But before we do that, we'll talk to our faithful producer, senior Edward L. Murphy Esquire. Murph, how was uh, your your long weekend? Yeah, I'm kind of like you guys said. I mean, it's it's not the best conditions for everything, but the weather was okay. Like stuff is slowly getting back there. I did buy some uh, grilling materials, although I don't have a grill because I'm I'm in a, a tower apartment, so I have no outdoor space. But threw some Kobe beef burgers and uh, some, like jumbo hot dogs on the on the stove and made those. So and I have like a lawn space. Got a little bit of a uh, suntan. It's hard to see because the sun's coming in at me, but I wore a hat. <laughs> And I have uh, uh, like a, a line on my head, so uh, where this the the sunburn starts. <laughs> I see it a little bit, I, a little bit, yeah. Yeah. Like, so I mean, I was outside uh, for a few of the days uh, over the weekend, and uh, you know, grilled up some some dogs and burgers. Like, wasn't all all bad. Uh, you know, try to enjoy the the holiday. Um, you know, the the, the extra day off uh, as, mm-hmm. as as well as uh, I could in, in the current climate. So uh, you know, it is what it is. It's 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 slowly inching back, uh, like you were saying, and it's all right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I did actually did uh, get the bike out. Took the uh, bought one of those trailers to attach the back of my bike so I could like you know drag the kid around in it. Oh, nice! Uh, yeah. It was fun. He got a he has a he has a bike helmet that uh, doesn't really fit because he has a amount a massive amount of hair. But uh, it was a good time. <laughs> uh, it was a very good time. Uh, all right, let's start with uh, one of the bigger stories to hit in the last couple of days: the Seahawks. Because they can never have enough running backs, at least they can never do enough to confound us in our fantasy lives. They signed Carlos High to a one-year deal. So, I mean, Fabs, last year we were already a little bit worried that Rashad Penny was going to come and take over for Chris Carson. That never happened. Now we have to figure out how Chris Carson can hold off Carlos High. And does this mean the end of Rashad Penny's fantasy usefulness in Seattle? I mean, this does shake some things up up there. It does. I still feel like Carson's going to end up seeing enough touches where he'll be in the RB2 conversation, much like he was last season. I feel like this is a a depth move by the Seahawks because they're really not sure if Rashad Penny is going to be ready for week one. In fact, Pete Carroll earlier in the offseason had said likely going to end up being on the POP list. So this is a depth move. I would have been worried more about Carson if it was Devonta Freeman that got signed and not mm-hmm. Carlos Hyde because Carlos Hyde's not – a tremendously good pass catcher, although he did have one season with Kyle Shanahan where he had, I believe, 59 catches. And I still feel like Chris Carson's value is what it was before the Seahawks signed Hyde. Uh, You mentioned Devontae Freeman, and uh, I think a lot of people thought that maybe he would go there, that the Seahawks made him uh, what people consider to be a, a pretty fair deal. He turned it down. Now, according to Mike Silver, uh, Freeman reportedly has a certain number that he's trying to hit. And if he doesn't, then he's willing to kind of sit out the season. I mean, we'll see about that. But I mean, at some point, Fabs, I would think, I guess if somebody's willing to pay it, Devontae Freeman is still a, a quality running back. And he's just kind of sitting out there for somebody to pick up at this point. But I also feel like if he expects to get paid 
he's not going to be on a team because you look at his injury issues over the last few seasons, ever since he had that big year in 2015, his, his value and his production have sort of been up and down and teams just aren't willing to pay veteran running backs. They're just not, I mean, Carlos Hyde, that, that salary is, is a max of 4 million. So he would have to hit some incentives. And I believe at the base, it's probably what, maybe a million, a million and a half at the most. So Mm -hmm. teams just aren't going to pay, you know, and, and, you know, I, I use the term loosely, but older running backs, you know, Devonta Freeman is not an old man right. but by running back standards. He's, you know, he, he's getting close to 30. Uh, I believe he's what 28. So if, and to be honest, selfishly, I don't want him to sign anywhere else. Cause it's just going to make <laughs> wherever he ends up a mess. Like if, if he goes to Philadelphia, like I love Miles Sanders. I'm all in on Miles Sanders. If Freeman goes to Philadelphia, I'm like, ah, damn it. You know, like I, I, I have a clear path to touches here in a featured role for Miles Sanders. I don't want them to sign somebody else. LaShawn McCoy would be fine because I don't really feel like he'd make a big impact in terms of Sanders' touches, but Freeman could. So at this point, Freeman is not being drafted, nor should he be. I'd no. see him drafted in a couple of best ball leagues just in case uh, he does come back. But Heck, I mean, if he wants, if he feels like he's not going to get offers uh, to what he's worth, he may not play football to start 2020. Yeah, I mean, I think that's definitely a possibility. Um, yeah, it's it's it is a tough market out there for running backs as we keep learning more and more every day, mm-hmm. especially when you have so many guys coming in from college. Um, you know, it's it is hard to get that second contract, let alone a third contract, that seems nearly impossible at this point if you're a running back. But even just getting to that second contract is kind of a challenge. Yep. Um, and uh, Devontae Freeman is, is sort of learning that. So mm-hmm. um, over to the wide receivers now. Let's, uh, let's, let's do this sort of like we did last week, right? We're not changing a whole, much, uh, a whole lot in this situation. Uh, we'll start with the guys who are the top five PPR, of course, wide receivers. Michael Thomas, Chris Godwin, Julio Jones, Cooper Cup, DeAndre Hopkins, I'll ask you the same question I asked you last week. Which one of those do you see potentially falling out of the top five this year? I, I have a feeling I know which one you're going to say. Well, I could see two. Okay. I, I mean, Michael Thomas, I, I mean, boy, if you ever said he'd fall out of the top five, uh, everyone would come at you. Nuke, I feel like, will remain in the top five. Julio Jones, I feel like, will remain in the top five, especially because – you know, they lose those targets with Austin Hooper going to Cleveland and you know Hayden Hurst is going to come in and be a nice sleeper, but I don't know that he's going to command as many targets. Time will tell. I could see Cup falling out of the top five. If you right. looked at what his numbers were last year uh, in terms of his targets and his catches and his yards, once they went to the 12 personnel a little bit more on a regular basis, they, they declined and his value sort of was upheld because he kept scoring touchdowns. So I feel like Cooper could end up dropping out of the top five. This might be blasphemy as much as I love Chris Godwin. I could see him dropping out of the top five, not out of the top 10, Mm -hmm. but out of the top five. Uh, You know, at this point, if I'm looking at my top rankings at the wide receiver position, I've got Thomas Devontae Adams is going to jump back in nuke Tyreek Hill and Julio Jones. And then I have Chris Godwin at six. Yeah, I mean, I definitely think Cooper Cup is probably one of the ones that falls out of the top five. Um, I think, you know, with the Rams you know, running multiple tight ends, I think, you know, you see more opportunities. Obviously, Tyler Higby had a great finish to last season. I think mm-hmm. Gerald Everett's going to start to get some more work. Um, you know, I'm, I'm curious what happens in this battle between Josh Reynolds and Van Jefferson, who right. sort of wins out on that and, and how that impacts Cooper Cup. But I can definitely see a situation where Cup sort of falls out. I still think Chris Godwin, I, I feel like Chris Godwin still 
is going to be okay just because, you know, look, Tom Brady is not the deep thrower he once was. Um, he, he is 43 years old, uh, or at least he will be. Uh, coming up in a couple of months, he'll be 43 years old. And I just wonder whether or not Godwin sort of, I don't want to say fills that Edelman role, but he is that slot guy. And he can be sort of that guy that Brady goes to when things start to break down a little bit. Plus he has, I think, better uh, yards after the catch potential than Julian Edelman ever did. So I feel like he is still kind of, I, six, I don't think is ridiculous. I still think he sort of slots in that top five myself, but you know, I, I could, I can, I can understand your argument. Um, so then with those guys out, who do you think jumps back in? You mentioned Devontae Adams, yeah. who, I think, who I think would have been in there last year had he not gotten hurt and missed a handful of games. He probably would have right. been in there. Um, mm-hmm. And any other guys you see that could possibly be potential guys in the top five? So, you know, Kenny Galladay with a full season of Matt Stafford being the quarterback, uh, he was averaging uh, right around two fewer fantasy points when Stafford went down. So if, if you're getting to 16, 17 points per game, uh, 18 points per game at wide receiver, I mean, uh, you've got a good shot at getting into that top five. I could see Allen Robinson sneaking up into the top five. It, do we consider Nick Foles an upgrade over Mitch Trubisky? I guess that's the question. I mean, I yeah. So, <laughs> so then if that rapport is developed quickly, and that might not happen because of COVID, but time will tell, Allen Robinson could move sort of up into that mm-hmm. top five. And – uh, AJ Brown, who I don't have ranked in my top 10, I have him 14th right now. Right. If things, if Ryan Tannehill shocks the world and is as efficient as he was in the second half of last season, moving through 2020, AJ Brown could absolutely end up being in the top five wide receivers. I just don't see Ryan Tannehill being that efficient yeah. and that reliable and consistent again for a 16 game schedule. Yeah, I think that's the biggest thing is that, you know, if, if you're talking to A.J. Brown, and I know a lot of people have talked about him, understandably, but for that to happen, I think everything has to go absolutely perfectly um, because this is still not a team that's going to throw the ball a ton. I mean, they're still going to hand the ball to Derrick Henry a lot. So mm-hmm. I, I think for A.J. Brown to get top five, like, it literally has to go picture perfect. Um, yeah. By the way, speaking of wide receivers, uh, if you want to feel old, I uh, I just saw this come across my my Twitter timeline. Wayne Krebet's kid is going to college now. Um, is he going to Hofstra? He is not. He's going to Georgetown. Oh wow! Yeah. That so, way, d- d- does Georgetown have football? That's what I was asking. Like, I don't. I don't, I don't know, if know. Georgetown has a football program. I'm not sure. I don't. I don't believe so. Uh, right. But yeah. I mean, I, yeah. I don't know. Maybe yeah. He's I, not a, maybe not a football he, player. Yeah. yeah. Maybe he's just you know going academically, which you know, good for him. Um, yeah. So uh, wait, hang on. I'm look. No. Georgetown does have a football team. They do. Yeah. They do. Okay. I'm pretty sure my brother played them. So I'm a terrible brother for not remembering that. But they do have Georgetown Hoyas football. Yeah. Roster. Yeah. They, uh, let's see. I, I guess they are. What division? Is this the, the Patriot League, maybe? I don't know. They, they seem to play uh, some. Yeah. They're in the Patriot League. So I'm, yeah. looking, at the, I'm looking at their 2020 schedule right now, right? They, yeah. Wow, yeah. Okay. yeah. They, uh, they play Marist, Dayton, yep. Marist. Harvard. Uh, Columbia, that's all their non-conference schedule. Then they get into the Patriot League, which is Colgate, Holy Cross, Bucknell, Lafayette, Fordham, and Lehigh. And then they finish. Hey, look, this is this is this is just smart scheduling right here. It's late November. You know it's going to be cold and nasty in Washington D.C. So they schedule a game at San Diego to take on the University of San Diego. That's oh, just, there you go. Yeah, that's just smart business right there. Yeah, right? that is. Yeah, <laughs> so, that is smart. 
So, all right. I learned something new today. Georgetown mm-hmm. has a football program. I did not know that. Uh, all right. So that sort of derailed me. But anyway, um, <laughs> <laughs> as we're looking at these wide receivers, I know that, you know, this is the time of year that we're sort of hyping everybody and, mm-hmm. and everybody's kind of getting some attention. Are there guys that somehow, if it's possible, have slipped under the radar to this point in the offseason? It's so hard to like, because we're all talking about everybody at this point. Right, but, right. You know, I would say Preston Williams, depending mm-hmm. on how he comes back from that injury, he could be someone that is, you know, quote, under the radar. Deontay Johnson, I don't know that he's under the radar. No, I feel but, like the last week or so, I've seen a lot right. of Deontay Johnson talk. Anthony Miller's another guy who – Again, coming off of an injury, mm-hmm. but had had a nice four or five game stretch last season and the quarterback position, we would assume is considered upgraded with Nick Foles from Mitchell Trubisky if that's the way the Bears decide to go right. uh, in the uh, in the summer months and heading into the into the regular season. Marvin Jones, I've been getting him a lot mm-hmm. in a couple of best ball leagues and some mock drafts. And Marvin Jones was banged up last season. I believe he played 13 games and he still had seven touchdowns. And half of the season, Matt Stafford wasn't under center. And so I feel like Marvin Jones is one of those nice pickups somewhere you're going to get in the later rounds that, heck, I mean, he's not an old wide receiver. He's proven that he can make an impact in fantasy leagues. So why not take a chance on him late when, you know, you you could be looking at guys like, say, Paris Campbell or Mm -hmm. Randall Cobb or Alan Lazard at that same uh, in that same area. I would absolutely uh, take a chance on him and. I think it's it, it, he could end up being a pretty decent draft bargain. Yeah, I do think Marvin Jones is one that that has sort of been overlooked a little bit because you know I think we we think of the Lions, we we talk immediately Galladay. Yep. Uh, obviously, we've spent the, we spent a lot of time on that backfield because we're trying to figure out how things kind of split out between uh, DeAndre Swift and, and Carryon Johnson there. So I think that's that's probably one that that I think people will he will I, I can see him sitting there in the double digit rounds and somebody plucks him and ends up getting a pretty mm-hmm. quality wide receiver. Uh, out of the whole deal there. I don't know how to feel about James Washington um, because we've talked a lot or we've seen a lot of stuff written and said about Deontay Johnson in the last week or so. And I know that people have really started to uh, to pick up on him a little bit. And I, I just sort of wonder, because remember last year, uh, we were sort of trying to hope that Washington could develop into something. I mean, you remember the, the whole narrative, like he and Mason Rudolph oh, yeah. yes. were – they were college teammates, uh-huh. I think, you know, and, and maybe this works out that Mason Rudolph is playing and, and it never really happened, I think, the way we wanted it to. But, you know, on some level, I think there's still some talent there. Uh, it's mm-hmm. just, I think, Fab's a matter of him finding a niche now, right? Because we know that Juju, if he's there and healthy, is going to get a lot of looks. Obviously, Deontay Johnson seems to be the new hotness in this whole thing. They've got to figure out how to get the ball to their running backs, be it James Conner or somebody else. But I still think there's a pathway for James Washington to maybe be a, at least a boomer bust prospect, maybe a best ball sort of guy. And and I feel like he's sort of been overlooked in this whole conversation. Yeah. uh, No question about that. There's just in Pittsburgh, you've got, you you add in chase Claypool, you add Eric Ebron, Mm -hmm. you've already got Juju. You've got a pass catching running back there in James Conner. There's, there's a lot of options there, right? So, right. I I like Deontay more than I like James Washington from a fantasy perspective. Uh, And Johnson, there was a bunch of stats on him uh, that I researched. I mean, in terms of accurate passes going in his direction Mm -hmm. uh, about him 
having the ability to gain separation from defenders when, when your quarterback's nickname is duck, it's just not good. (laughs) And when Mason Rudolph is the other option, it's just not good. You bring Roethlisberger back and suddenly you've got potentially a a nice draft bargain. But with that being said, you also have to factor in that Juju is going to end up seeing, you know, hopefully for, uh, for his sake and for the sake of fantasy owners, well over hundred targets in this offense and Juju, man, you see, you know, they had a little, was it the pictures of him? Like he's all yeah, ripped. He's, he's, he's got, like, the, he's got the 18 pack going on right now. He's, he's doing in good a DK shape. Metcalf right now. Yeah, right. he is. So <laughs> Juju looks like he's ready. And uh, Ben Roethlisberger looks like he's ready. He shaved that, uh, you know, that, that beard. Um, and uh, it, he, he looked like, you know, Ben Roethlisberger in those, in those videos that we saw online. So good things for the Steelers offense, hopefully are to come in 2020 uh, coming off of what was a, just a dreadful uh, 2019 season yeah absolutely um you know again though we and we've we've mentioned this it just feels like so much hinges on ben staying healthy it all um, hinges on him staying healthy you're right you know uh because if he goes down again then then this thing completely potentially falls apart i'll also say mm-hmm. anthony miller as a guy that you mentioned him too that that i feel like we should be talking a little bit more about but i think yeah again the quarterback situation has a lot to do with it uh you know so we'll, we'll see how that how that works um mm-hmm. Are there wide receivers that are getting too much love right now? Are there guys that maybe are going a little bit higher than you think they should um, that, that maybe we're reaching for in drafts? So uh, the first one that comes to mind would be Devontae Parker, but I don't really see people reaching for him. So mm-hmm. Parker, you know, had that elusive fifth year breakout season, <laughs> right? <laughs> but it was only really half of the season. And if you look at Ryan Fitzpatrick and, and the numbers that he was putting up, I mean, it was bananas. Mm-hmm. So, now Fitzpatrick comes in out. Chan Gailey is the OC there in Miami, and he's got a really good understanding of that offense because he played under under Gailey for for I think four or five years. And you also have to factor in though that like Tua Tagovailoa is going to be the quarterback there at some point. At I some mean, point, we we yeah. already heard, we have already heard the Dolphins talk about how hey we're not afraid to put him in there if he's healthy. And you know Ryan Fitzpatrick is going to Ryan Fitzpatrick. There is going to be a game <laughs> where he throws three or four picks and everyone right. in South Florida is going to be clamoring for Tua to take over, and he will. So how does that affect Devontae Parker's fantasy value? So I, I, I would say if you're drafting Parker as a wide receiver two in a 10-team league, I think he could do better. I think he's more of a three. I mean, um, I have him ranked 25th at this point. If you're in a 12-team league, you're probably looking at him as, as a borderline wide receiver two or three. Mm-hmm. Um Another player that I'm a little bit concerned about is Jarvis Landry coming off of that hip surgery, right? Mm-hmm. So Jarvis is Jarvis. He, he had a he had a really good season comparatively, uh, especially with how people were projecting him because of the addition of Odo Beckham Jr. He ended up being better than Odo Beckham Jr. in fantasy. Mm-hmm. But I mean, coming off of that surgery, Marcus, that's that that's going to be rough. And then you add in Austin Hooper to an offense that's got a lot of pass catchers, and then Kareem Hunt's going to be there for 16 games. You project so Jarvis. I feel like if you draft him as a three, I think you're okay, but I can't look at last year's numbers and think, well, he's going to put those numbers up again, because again, uh, maybe a separation in terms of the target share and and more options in the passing game for Baker Mayfield. Yeah. I was like one name that has me worried uh, is Mike Evans. And okay. I'm, I'm, I'm too chicken to actually drop him out of my top 10, but I do feel (laughs) like, I do feel like, there's an easy path for him not being a top 10 wide receiver this year. And it's sort of, it sort of goes part and parcel with what I said about Chris Godwin staying in the top five is that, you know, part of what made Evans so successful with Jameis Winston that you just had a quarterback who would stand back there and just rip it and go deep. 
uh, when things broke down. Tom Brady's not going to be that guy. So I think that that Evans, who has never really been a big yards after the catch guy, who's been kind of, I don't want to say a deep threat because I think that diminishes what he does, but he's been a big air yards per target guy. And I don't know that that's going to quite be there with Brady at quarterback this year. Then you add to it that they've got a lot of guys that can catch the ball around the goal line, right? I mean, you know, Evans is obviously one of them, but they still have OJ Howard. They added Gronk. They still have Cameron Brake. They can maybe try to run the football if they get down close because they add Keyshawn Vaughn uh, and that sort of thing. So I just worry that Evans maybe finishes the year outside the top 10. I think he still gets in the top 15 or what have you, but I think for people who are, are trying to draft him second round, I think they may, there may be some frustration that they don't see coming uh, when it comes to Mike Evans this year. I don't know. Interesting. Um, which guys, and maybe this goes back to the Steelers again, but maybe there's some other guys. Which guys are you looking at that that the crystal ball is murky right now, that you're having a hard time sort of projecting what, what they could be this year? As a Cowboys fan, I'd say Amari Cooper because mm-hmm. of the addition of CeeDee Lamb. Like, I mean, Cooper, when he was right last year, was a number one wide receiver in fantasy, and it wasn't there was no question he was tremendous. Mm-hmm. But when you add in CeeDee Lamb, a guy who has got sticky hands and was basically, you know, most scouts had him ranked as the number one wide receiver prospect in the 2020 class. And then you also have Michael Gallup. And they're also talking about getting like Jarwin a little bit more involved in the offense, too, with Jason Witten now in uh, Las Vegas, which is still, again, weird to me. <laughs> so, like, I mean, I drop Amari out of my top 10. I have him at 12 right now. But he's a player that you could end up seeing somewhat of a decline in terms of his points per game production. What about Keenan Allen too, right? Yeah. Keenan mm-hmm. Allen been playing Philip Rivers forever. Yep. And now you got Tyrod Taylor and I like Tyrod Taylor, but he's not Philip Rivers and he doesn't have the rapport with Keenan Allen, nor does he have that rapport with anybody right now in, uh, in Los Angeles's offense. And there's a very good chance that Justin Herbert's going to be quarterback in games for the LA chargers. Mm-hmm. And I am not a, I'm not a believer in Justin Herbert. So that, also has me a little bit concerned. Like uh, I have Keenan as a wide receiver too. I definitely dropped him down uh, in terms of my rankings when the Chargers decided to part ways with uh, with the, the Yellow Man, and, <laughs> and and Keenan is somebody who, as a veteran, he's talented. You know, he's going to get the job done. But to what degree is there a decline in his stats? And I think there is going to be a decline in his stats uh, in in twenty twenty. So. Hard to project him, too, because you don't know, especially with coronavirus going on right now uh, and what's going on in the state of California in terms of like getting getting guys out in the field and actually practicing. You don't know how quickly or or, or uh, how slowly that rapport is going to be gained with Tyrod and then with Justin Herbert. Yeah, uh, the Keenan Allen was the name at the top of my list, just because, mm-hmm. as you mentioned, that that change at quarterback who regardless of who it is. And, and I would guess. With Tyrod, maybe there's a shorter learning curve just because he's been there and they've had a chance to at least get to know each other a little bit. But I think there's there's still just a lot of unknown. I will say I know a lot of people are getting excited about Marquise Brown this year, and I, I sort of get that. But mm-hmm. I just feel like he was way too volatile. Uh, in terms of his week-to-week performance, and oh, maybe that gets certainly a was. Yes, yes. Maybe that gets a little bit better this year. I don't know, but this is still going to be a, a very run-heavy team that they'll take their shots downfield. Throw in the fact, though, that you know they they've added Devin Duvernay, who is I think an occasional guy who can get some targets there from from Lamar Jackson. Uh, I like I like Hollywood's upside. Uh, I like you know, where he is when he's at the the, the top of uh, at his peak, but. I don't know that I want to ride that roller coaster week in and week out with him. And I don't, you know, I, I think I want to see him get a little more consistent before uh, I take a shot at him. So that's, mm-hmm. that's what I'm looking at. Um, 
Which guys are you targeting the most in 2020? Uh, give me all the shares of Debo Samuel, please. I will take them all. I love Debo. I love what he did in the second half of last season. And he was a top 10 fantasy wide receiver. Uh, Emmanuel Sanders is in New Orleans now. Debo is somebody that I want. I want Terry McLaurin shares also. Mm-hmm. When you look at last season, started strong, middle of the season, sort of struggled with the insertion of Dwayne Haskins into the starting lineup. And then the two sort of picked things up towards the end of the year. And McLaurin, really, I mean, he's going to get all the targets there, dude. I mean, like, what else do they have right. in terms of pass-catching uh, players there? You know, you've got, what, Steven Sims? I mean, there, there's not a whole heck of a lot. Uh, even their tight end right now is Jeremy Sprinkle or, or Thaddeus <laughs> yeah. Moss. Like, right. I, I love McLaurin uh, as a guy. Uh, I'm, I'm going to be trying to get a lot of shares of Michael Hardman because I feel like he's going to take the next step. I get it. His ceiling is shorter because of the talent and the offense, but I feel like he's a better bet to score more fantasy points than Sammy Watkins uh, in 2020. Oh yeah, no doubt. No doubt about that. I would, uh, I'd add John Brown to that list too. And I know that everybody's going to look and say, well, they have Stefan Diggs. And yeah, I I mean, he will definitely siphon off uh, a good number of targets here, but let's not forget John Brown last year had a career year. Uh, playing with Josh Allen, and I don't think he just completely fades away from that offense. And you're talking about getting him late. Uh, it's potentially a depth add, a flex option there. I think with with the upside he has, uh, I would like to get to get as much John Brown on as many rosters as I, as I possibly can. I'm still sort of waving the flag for Christian Kirk. And again, this is more as a depth ad. I'm not necessarily drafting Christian Kirk to be a frontline guy that I start each and every week. But I think I think he sort of has. I know the quarterbacks are different, but he has kind of Will Fuller potential. And, you know, we, we've got Nuke at one spot. You've got Christian Kirk at the other spot. And I think that, you know, if Kirk can stay healthy and he and and, and uh, Kyler Murray can get together again, I think there's a lot of upside there for him. Uh, for a guy that we thought was going to really uh, break out last year and you know, it was kind of just meh, uh, I, I do think Christian Kirk can kind of come back and and, uh, and redeem himself uh, a little bit for, uh, for next mm-hmm. season. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right, last thing. What is – do you have – a wide receiver hot take for 2020. I got a bunch of them, but um, <laughs> I don't think Odell Beckham Jr. is going to return to elite status. And a lot of people I feel like are are projecting that. He says he's in the best shape of his life. What are you I, saying? I, listen, okay. I mean, that's great. <laughs> <laughs> but I still have questions about his quarterback. Mm-hmm. And Cleveland added more weapons in the passing game. I don't know that Kevin Stefanski's offense is going to be conducive to Odell Beckham Jr. putting up 1,500 yards and 15 touchdowns, uh, much like he did during his time with the uh, New York football giants. Mm-hmm. So I, I would I would be drafting Odell Beckham Jr. as a two or a three in a 10-team league. Uh, and in a 12-team league, you're probably going to have to get him as a wide receiver too. But I really don't think there is a guarantee that he moves back into that top 10, into that elite status. And I think Debo Samuel could end up being a top 10 wide receiver. Wow. I'm all in on him. I'm, I, I'm sorry. I know he's your guy. You're a Niners fan. You don't want you to jinx him. Yeah, right. I love him. I freaking love him. I, I am all in. There's two guys that I love, like Miles Sanders and Debo Samuel. I want both of them on all of my teams if I can possibly get. I love what Debo brings to the table. He's a He is a ridiculously athletic player who just – listen, he, make, he makes plays. And when you look at – the pass catching options in San Francisco is George Kittle and it's Debo Samuel and Jimmy Garoppolo is going to be looking at those two guys a lot. And I feel like Samuel is going to take that next leap into becoming maybe not an elite fantasy receiver, but a damn good one. And I, I'm all on, uh, on him really producing very good numbers. Uh, you know, I did say last year at some point that, that Debo Samuel reminded me of kind of a young Anquan Bolden 
Um, you know, a guy who catches the ball and is just it's just really hard to tackle once he has the football in his hands. Yes. And uh, I think that was that was what we saw last year. And that was why I think you saw the Niners really work hard to try to get the football in his hands uh, as much I as believe, possible. I believe I'd have to look it up, but I, I feel like I mean, he's he's one of the top wide receivers in terms of uh, broken tackles. Yeah, he is. He actually last year, the the number of broken tackles among wide receivers number one Cortland Sutton number two Deontay Johnson keep that in mind folks <laughs> number three AJ Brown number four Debo Samuel baby he's tied he actually tied AJ Brown and Chris Godwin and Cooper Cup and Nuke uh with nine broken tackles uh last season so like that's that uh, that is that's big that's yeah big. no doubt uh if I have a hot take here it, it's I'm gonna I'm gonna go very specific I think I think Mike Williams might end up having more fantasy points than Keenan Allen. Ooh, and I think man. I think a lot of it I think a lot of it's going to be the touchdown upside. Uh, Allen has never been a huge touchdown guy. I mean, he will get his targets, he'll get his catches, um, but I think Mike Williams is that guy. And especially if it ends up being Justin Herbert who takes over a quarterback, I think he's going to try to push the ball downfield. And we saw mm-hmm. that that helped Williams a lot last year. And I think that you know, I think the possibility is there for him to get double digit touchdowns. And I think yeah, if he can get enough targets, uh, I wouldn't be surprised if he's pushing Keenan Allen in terms of, mm-hmm. of their their fantasy scoring Oof. this year. So yeah, it's a hot take. That is hot take. <laughs> hot. So, uh, speaking of which, it's getting hot in this studio. So I guess that's uh, time to, to kind of, uh, <laughs> yeah. By, by studio, you mean your living room? My actually, it's my kid's bedroom because he's got the best oh, okay. He's got the best Where's, lighting yeah. in my place. Where, where, yeah, what's he doing, man? Is it? Uh, I guess he's not in there. No, he's uh, he's off uh, taking a walk. I think right now he's uh, he's getting some fresh air, which is what I'm going to probably go do. By the way, time. congratulations yeah. to uh, our friend Chris, Chris Wesley. Yeah, Chris and, uh, and Keisha. Yes, they they had a baby boy, Lincoln, uh, mm-hmm. a handsome handsome devil already, and yeah. uh, awesome. God bless and all the best. Yes, no yes. doubt, absolutely. Best wishes to them. Welcome to Team No Sleep. Uh, Chris and Lakeisha, good, uh, but it is yes. it is it is right. an adventure. Enjoy it. Congratulations to you guys as well. All right, uh, that is it. We are done. We appreciate you watching and listening and downloading and all that good stuff. You know the drill. Tell two friends to tell two friends. Rate, review, and remember, it's only funny until someone gets hurt. Then it's freaking hilarious. Take care of yourselves. We'll see you on Thursday. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish spring body wash and bar soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA.
Broadway. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. Awards Watch says Liam Neeson is at his best. Don't miss In the Land of Saints and Sinners. Having left his dark past behind, retired hitman Finbar Murphy, played by Neeson, leads a quiet life in a remote coastal Irish town. But when a menacing crew of terrorists arrive, Finbar is drawn into a vicious game of cat and mouse, forcing him to choose between exposing his secret identity or defending his friends and neighbors. In the Land of Saints and Sinners, from Samuel Goldwyn Films and Sony Pictures Home Entertainment. Watch it now on digital. Rated R. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details.